Why don't we all say amen? amen. Let us all say amen again. Amen. Good, glorious evening to everyone, those of you who are here physically and those of you who are in our cyber sanctuary. We welcome you to our Tuesday night insight. We are happy once more and again to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. amen. So we're going to go ahead and start our service. Our deacons are going to come with our devotion and then we'll... Uh, go with the rest of service. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight will be Psalms 51. And every time I read this Psalms, I, I think about myself, my life. And I think about how the Lord will check and change you, make transformation in your life. Right. When, you, when you've lived a certain way, you can come in when you receive him, accept him. And I, I, I think about David, what David did. And a lot of us have been some Davids in our life. So I just want to read this psalm. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your mercy, tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Watch, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. Verse 7, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Verse 10 say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I stop there. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Once again, Father God, we come thanking you for another day, Father. We say it in your word where there are two or three gathered, you're in the midst, Father God. We thank you for being in the midst of this Bible study. We thank you for being in the midst of those that are on Facebook. Father God, we ask that you speak to our hearts this evening, speak to our minds, our body, and our souls, Lord. We thank you for your living word. We thank you for your darling son, Jesus. Bless those that are sick and shut in those that are absent from Bible study tonight, and Lord, th those that are just going through everyday ups and downs, Lord, we thank you for your mercy, thank we you, thank Lord. you for your grace, thank you. we thank you for your unconditional love towards us, Father, have your way in our lives, have your way in this Bible study tonight, forgive us for our shortcomings, Father, and we, in the name of Jesus, we ask these things, amen. Amen, amen. thank you uh, to our deacons for uh, that devotion on tonight. Uh, we normally jump right into the uh, lesson, uh, but I have a few announcements that, that I need to place emphasis on. Uh, the first one is I want to invite uh, all of Mount Horeb uh, to come and be a part of what is called the uh, Everyday Disciple uh, Workshop. Uh, it will be on November the 20th. Uh, at Mount Lebanon, it's a camp in Cedar Hill, 
uh, but it's an all-day event from 8.30 to uh, 8.30 to 4 o'clock. They're going to provide food and everything. Uh, we just would need to show up. Uh, I especially want, uh, if we're able, our deacons to go. If nobody else goes, I want uh, the deacons to go uh, to this everyday disciple uh, workshop. Uh, the cost, well, we're gonna, we'll talk about the cost uh, later on, uh, but I do want you to uh, be in attendance. Matter of fact, I want any of Mount Horeb members that would like to be a part uh, to let us know either in this Facebook Live or you can uh, comment on our page or you can get in contact with someone, uh, Pat or Angela, and let them know that you want to go. The date, again, is November the 20th. That's a Saturday. November the 20th uh, from 8.30 to 4 o'clock. Uh, I will be there all day long, and I'm encouraging everyone that can and will to come on and go with us, but we need a count. Uh, that way we can uh, know exactly how much uh, money either we have to uh, take up or, <laughs> or how much money we got to pay out. Uh, but I believe that it'll be well worth. Uh, it's $50 per person, uh, $50 per person. And so uh, let us know uh, if you want to go and uh, we at least want, like I said, I just uh, at least want the deacons to go. I really want all of our leaders to go. Uh, but I know that your Saturdays are, you know, planned out however, and you may not be able to go. So please put that on your calendar. Once again, November the 20th from 8.30 to 4 o'clock. And then also uh, I got word on today uh, about uh, Brother William Stale. Good friend of ours who passed on last week, and his funeral is uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, I, if you remember, on last year we went to the North Texas Food Bank uh, to help them put together the Thanksgiving boxes that they're going to be out. That's planned on Saturday. Uh, that's starting at one o'clock, but like I s it's way out in Plano, uh, so we're gonna have to figure out. Uh, maybe we'll just we'll go a little bit later, uh, but that is planned for this coming Saturday. If you remember on last year, we showed up in great numbers uh, and had a wonderful time uh, doing the community service. And so I'm encouraging everyone that can and will to come on and go with us on Saturday. Uh, if, if you're available, I know if, you know, if you're available, come on and let's be a blessing. Uh, by putting the, the boxes together that we're going to be giving away on Thanksgiving. Uh, amen. Also, I hope you took the time to go and vote today. Uh, the, the, vote, the, the constitutional amendments uh, vote is today. We send out some uh, paperwork from uh, State Representative Davis uh, to all of our members. I pray that you you reviewed that paperwork and so that you will be able uh, to, to read the, the fine print because they worded in such a way to where you automatically think that the answer should be yes, but then you're saying no at the same time. So it's very important 
uh, that you read all those words. I wish I'd have said that Sunday. Uh, be careful. Just read it carefully. Uh, and so I, I pray that you uh, voiced your opinion uh, to vote, uh, expressed your right to vote uh, on today. And we thank those of you who did. And uh, we're praying for those of you who didn't. Amen. You, you know, a lot of times we don't like to go vote, but we'll be the first ones talking about what's not being done. Uh, but that is your voice. Your vote is your voice. Amen. Amen. Also, Sister Branch, uh, since you are here, we do want to go ahead and start planning for the fall festival. Uh, so you, you let me know when you want to do it and everything, and we'll gear uh, toward having our fall festival on uh, next ne on the on at the end of this month. Amen. Amen. Now let me get to uh, what is uh, what is the the reason that we are here on tonight. We're here for Bible study uh, Tuesday night insight, and there is a word from the Lord as it pertains to this body of baptized believers. And so on tonight, I normally just speak, uh, teach, or preach uh, from one passage of Scripture because I believe it's enough in one passage of Scripture for any uh, preaching or teaching. But tonight, I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be looking at three uh, different passages, uh, but we're, uh, they're going to coincide together. Uh, so we're going to be looking at three different passages, uh, but uh, just for the few minutes that we have to share, it's 8.15, 7.15 right now. I pray you give me about 15 or 20 minutes, and then we'll be out of here. But I want to talk from this topic, and I'm, I'm saying this topic because I gave it to the media team earlier today, but of course, uh, some things have changed uh, since the day went on. Uh, but the, the topic that I gave the media team is the foundational focus of our family. Uh, that's really what we want to hang our hat on on tonight, the foundational focus of our family. And when I'm talking about our family, I know the, the Facebook post has my family on there, but I'm talking about this entire body of baptized believers that is called Mount Horeb, a uh, foundational focus for our family. But then I thought about it a little bit, Brother Smith. I thought about it, and, and, and the Holy Spirit gave me another uh, topic that I could use, and this topic is primarily for our young folk. You know, you always want to make, uh, make it applicable for our young folk. And I simply want to talk about the subtopic, uh, you're scared to go outside. Scared to go outside. Amen. Scared to go outside. I wish there was some young folk in here. They'll say, yeah, Reverend, I like that title. Amen. Scared to go outside. Amen. And so uh, as we talk about the foundational uh, focus of our family, if you remember a while back, we had a lesson and we talked about uh, the overall uh, mission of our body of baptized believers, the one umbrella that we as a family stand under, and that number one focus is uh, 
the salvation of the world. That, that is uh, to bring God's kingdom agenda here on earth. That's the primary focus, not only of this church, but any church that is open, uh, that is open nowadays. That ought to be the foundational focus is that we are all doing whatever we can to get folks saved. Matter of fact, Paul puts it this way in Romans 10 and 1. He said, my brethren, my, my heart's desire and my prayer is that Israel might be saved. And my brothers and sisters, that is our foundational focus. But you ask, you ask, I'm glad you asked, you ask, well, Reverend, how is it that our focus, how can we go about making that focus a reality in the life that we live? Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, one thing that we can do in order to be kingdom-minded is to change our thinking from addition to multiplication. That's not a point, but I'm just throwing that out. That's one way that we can do it, by changing our focus from addition to multiplication. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When we're talking about addition, for, for a long time, we as the body of baptized believers and we preachers, and I, I mostly point to us preachers, we, we, we've been off kilter because our main goal has been how can we get butts in the seat? That has been the main goal of of preachers all across this world. I want to fill the house with, with, with folk so, so that, 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 you know, I, I want to fill every seat in this place. That has been our focus. And, and, and allow me to say, ouch, because I was uh, focused on addition. Uh, Brother Smith, Deacon Gibson, I was focused on addition when the the focus should be on multiplication let me ask let me tell you why because the the uh the the goal like we just stated the overall focus is that israel might be saved and so we do that by three principles my brothers and sisters we do that by three principles and so i'm going to ask someone get uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, Deacon, Deacon Gibson, get that. Deacon Smith, if you would. Get John 13 and 34 and 35. And then, Mama, if you don't mind, please, Madam, get uh, John 17 and 20, 21. Uh, those last two verses... Um, Deacon Smith and Mama, y'all just find them and put a bookmark there and we'll come back to them. Uh, but you ask, how do we make our primary focus kingdom-minded? And I said we switch from addition to multiplication. Instead of wondering, instead of inviting folk in, trying to invite folk in, we ought to be outward-minded. That's why the subtopics say we're scared to go outside. Because for so long, we want to do everything Christian, uh, everything on our Christian agenda. We want it to happen inside of the church when our mission is to go. And that brings me to the first uh, point of emphasis on tonight, 
Um, we all know it. We know uh, the Great Commission. That, that's the first primary focus. If we're going to switch from addition to multiplication and talk about uh, foundational focuses of this family, and then we got to be, we have to be uh, aimed and everything that we do must revolve around the Great Commission. Yeah, and so Deacon, Deacon Gibson, if you don't mind, uh, just read that for me. I'm pretty sure most of us should already know it, uh, but this is the Great Commission. And so read that for us, Deacon, if you don't mind, if you can turn on your mic. Oh, okay, amen. Matthew 28, I started uh, verse 18. Yeah, verse it reads, 18. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That is the great commission. That is uh, the marching orders for every church that is open uh, from the day that Jesus said it to his disciples all the way until now. Every church that has been open, we should be primarily focused on the great commission. Uh, that is to go. Yeah, the, 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 the word didn't say come, you know, that, that's where we have found ourselves at in the 21st century. We want folk to come to church. And I've, I've been guilty, a whole bunch of us in here have been guilty. We want to fill the sanctuary when in actuality our marching orders are to, to be on the outside of the sanctuary. If you remember, for our one-year anniversary, we had... Uh, uh, the Sunday service on the boat, and I did that. I did that uh, on purpose, simply because I want to set a stage for Mount Horeb. That the church work does not start here. I want to take you outside of these four walls, so that we can be as much as in compliance with this great commission as possible. Because we must have an outside focus. Oh, yeah, we must have an outside focus. And, and really, when we think about it and we look at this great commission and we come to the realization that since Jesus Christ, since he died and rose from the grave to bring salvation to all who believe, then we must do all that we can to save all who live. Oh, let me say that again because let me... Yes, since Jesus died on the cross for us, Jesus Christ died from the died on the cross, and God rose him from the dead to bring salvation to all who believe. Then we must be uh, we must do our part to do all that we can to save all those who yet live. You do know that if the blood is not running warm in your veins, then it's too late. I wish I had some help up in here. That's why I say we must be keenly focused on all who live to introduce salvation to any 
and everybody that we come in contact with. That's what the Great Commission says. Go and tell. Go, go ye therefore and teach what? All nations. Yes, teach all nations uh, uh, whatsoever I have commanded you. And then he says, Lo, I be with you always, even until the end of the world. My brothers and sisters, we change our focus from addition to multiplication when we focus on the Great Commission. Because the Great Commission says, Go. Addition says come, but multiplication says go. And, and while we're talking about multiplication, let me tell you how do we do it. I told you on Sunday that uh, this conference I went to, exponential, exponential conference that I went to on last week, it was very blessing. It was, a, it, it was very much a blessing to me simply because I found out that what they're promoting is the same thing that Dr. Nash did at Mount Tabor. And so we've already got a blueprint for it. We have already got a know-how to do what they're promoting. What they're promoting is church planning, uh, church planning, planning churches. And think about it this way. Uh, they gave this statistic, and it it applies to Houston, but I think the same uh, principle is applicable to Dallas. In Houston, as of right now, there are 7 million people. 7 million people. And there are a little bit over 4,000 churches in Houston. Now, uh, research done says that for every 1,000 people, there ought to be one church for every 1,000 people. And I'm not a math, uh, math wizard, but once you do the math on that, you got 7 million folk but 4,000 churches. We're, we're lacking in churches to reach the people, to reach the people. So when we're talking about church planning, what we want to start focusing on, and I'm talking about Mount Horeb now. I'm not talking about any other church. You do what your pastor say do. Matter of fact, if I say something that is different from what your pastor is teaching, forget what I said and follow your pastor. Amen? That's, that's for any visitors that may be in the cyber sanctuary. But, but the focus for Mount Horeb from this day forward would be to start trying to plant churches. The more churches we can plant, the more souls that we can reach. Amen. You know, we've been so inwardly focused like, like this, is, it, uh, this is the only area that we are responsible for. But can I tell you that Jesus gives us some more information as it pertains to this um, great commission about going. He says, he says, well, no, yeah, he says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he says, after we have received uh, the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost, he says, you ought to go be my witnesses, where? In Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. My brothers and sisters, Jerusalem is for us. I'm talking about Mount Horeb, for us. Jerusalem is DeSoto. That's our community. That's where we are. Matter of fact, Jesus and the disciples, their community was in Jerusalem. There, that, that was the hub, that was the, the home base, if, if you would, 
uh, for Christianity. And so this is our home base, DeSoto. But when you start thinking about, he also says not only Jerusalem, but then he says all Judea and Samaria. Judea and Samaria, my brothers and sisters, are the outside uh, Highland Hills is, uh, I don't want to call them Judea or Samaria, but, but that's the outside piece. Uh, Chris, where y'all stay in Irving, that is Judea and Samaria. And so we're not only called to be a blessing to uh, uh, DeSoto, but we're called to minister wherever it is that we go. And so, for instance, when we're talking about church planning, when we're talking about multiplication, at some point, my brothers and sisters, I want to get us to the point where we can start those neighborhood sales simply because we can reach more people the more churches that we have. Do I have a witness? Are y'all following me? Oh yeah, and so and so here maybe in the next two or three years we gonna we gonna take our time. I told you, I'm moving intentionally late, and the Lord is moving very very fast, and I like it that way. That way I can just walk through the door when He opens it. But I want to get us in the mindset of multiplication, and we'll start. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll start with 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 maybe in Irving or, or these other communities uh, that we have members that live in. And we're going to be talking, we're going to focus on planning more churches. Yeah, it ain't just all about Mount Horeb. And we're going to get, we're going to get to, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll, we'll get to that uh, later on. But we got to stop being scared to go outside. Yeah, no, we, got, we can't be scared to go outside, my brothers and sisters. I told you, a lot of the times, we are the most Christian, the most uh, godly, we are the most spiritual inside of the church. But can I tell you, your, your, your testimony is needed on the outside of the church. Somebody needs to hear what God has done for you on the outside of the church. Yes, it's good to come with your testimonies because... We are, uh, we are built up by others' testimonies. But, but somebody on the outside, we passed somebody coming to church that needed to hear our testimony. And so we have to be outwardly focused, my brothers and sisters, as it pertains to Mount Horeb DeSoto. We, we got to get out of these four walls and, and go out and do some ministry. That's why I'm big on ministry. I'm big on trying to find new things that we can do in order to make an impact for the kingdom of God. And so I want to challenge you, my brothers and sisters, start thinking outside of the box as it pertains to our ministries. Yes, as it pertains to what we can do to be a blessing to someone else. Because the possibilities are endless, my brothers and sisters. But we have to make up in our mind of what we're going to do. We're not going to, we don't, I don't want you to come and we do church as church has been done. That's why our motto, our, our motto is moving from religion to righteousness. Why? Because the Lord is tired of religious folk. He's looking for some righteous individuals, my brothers and sisters, that will take his mandate seriously to go and tell a dying world about a risen Savior. 
Oh, yeah. We, that's what I mean by lifestyle evangelism. Yes. Uh, that's, that's where uh, your, your, your entire life says Jesus. Your, your reactions to whatever happens in life says Jesus. On your job, your action says Jesus. Matter of fact, and, 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 and you, wonder, you wonder, a lot of the times, we don't, we don't go uh, we don't we don't take that mandate seriously uh, because we 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 put it on other folk. It's the deacon's job to go out and tell somebody about Jesus. It's the preacher's job to go out and tell somebody about Jesus. But we all are ministers, my brothers and sisters. I didn't say we all were preachers. We all are ministers. That means we are to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not to save somebody because it's not our power to save nobody. It's not in our power. But it is our power to tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Oh, yeah. You, that, that ain't hard to do, my brothers and sisters, to tell someone what the Lord has done for you. Matter of fact, I heard an analogy a long time ago, and, and I never shall forget it. Dr. Charles Henderson came to Mount Tabor one night and and Mama, he was talking about how he used to be uh, the pastor over evangelism at Concord. And he would say, uh, I just didn't understand why we would have to have so much evangelism training. And then he went on to explain. He said, because I, I, he said, I don't understand why we had so much evangelism training. Because then he broke it down. He said, just take, for instance, you're walking down the street. And a big Mack truck is coming up behind you, but you don't see the Mack truck. And then out of nowhere, someone comes and pushes you out the street, and then they get hit with the Mack truck. He says, how many classes would you have to go to to learn what to tell somebody else about what happened on that day? And can I tell you, my brothers and sisters, that's what the Lord did for us. We were walking down that road about to get ran over by a big mac truck but jesus came out of nowhere pushed us out the way and he got hit with the mac truck and so all we got to do is go out and tell somebody what he has done for us yeah we make this thing too hard my brothers and sisters we want to have a long litany of bible verses and a and a and a planned pathway to go that's good that's good but the easiest way to do it is just tell somebody what Jesus did for you. I was lost deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me, now safe am I. That's, that's evangelism right there, my brothers and sisters. Evangelism is when before I came to the Lord, my life was in shambles. But once I, but since I met Jesus, oh, I wish I had some help up in here, my brothers and sisters. We got to be outwardly focused. It's folk busting hell wide open as we speak because we haven't taken uh, seriously the mandate to go. Yeah, so that's the. That's the first thing, is the first principle that we want to be focused on. The great commission, the great commission is 
one of our primary focus. I told you the, the very primary focus is so that God's kingdom can be ushered here on earth. And one way that we do that is focus on the great commission. Therefore, we got to go. We got to tell it. We got to plant churches. We got to get as much word out there as possible. We got to, matter of fact, look at it like this. A lot of times we say, well, I don't want to go over there because those are sinners. They doing, they doing drugs over there. They drinking over there. They partying over there. They doing dust and such over there. But can I tell you, Jesus didn't just go to the temple. I wish I had some Bible readers up in here. Jesus supped with the sinners. Well, I wish I had some help. How is the sinners going to hear the word of God or hear? How are they going to hear about Jesus if we don't go? Because a lot of times they're not coming to the church. And a lot of folk, the only Jesus that they will see will be the life that we live. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving right along. We got to be outwardly focused, my brothers and sisters. And that's the Great Commission. Then quickly, quickly, next, the next principle that we ought to be focused on, not only the Great Commission, but we also want to be focused on the Great Commandment. The Great Commission and the Great Commandment. So Deacon Smith, quickly, please give me that. Those are two verses, 34 and 35. Uh, John 13, verses 34 and 35 reads, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, mm. if, she, if ye have love one to another. Amen? Amen. He says, by this. By what, Lord? What are you talking about? By what? He's talking about love, my brothers and sisters. We must have a love focus. We must have a love that's, that is outside focus. You know, we love each other. We love the folk that are in our circles, and we love those uh, who are part of our family. But our focus is to be lovable even to the unlovely. Oh, yeah, it's to be lovable to anybody. I don't care if they're white, black, Mexican, Asian. Uh, I don't care if they're uh, Pentecostal or Baptist or Church of God in Christ or Kojic, whatever the case may be. I don't care if they stay in Dallas or DeSoto or Highland Hills or Irving or no anywhere. We've got to show love to everybody. And I can... I continue to say we because I don't want to just put myself, I don't want to just point the finger like y'all ain't doing that. We, I start with myself. We have to love everybody, my brothers and sisters. We have to show that same love that the Lord had for us. Oh, yeah. And so, so it's a question. Why, why is love for everyone such a powerful factor in carrying out the Great Commission. Why, why, why do you think love is such an important ingredient as it pertains to carrying out the Great Commission? We just read it. The Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Why, why is it that love is so important for us to carry out the Great Commission? That's a question. 
That's a question. That's a question for, for those of us who are here physically and those of you in the cyber sanctuary. That's a question. Don't Feel free to answer it. It, it, it ain't hard. <laughs> Why is it that love is so important as it pertains to the Great Commission? Okay, I'll tell you why, since nobody, nobody won't answer. i tell you, love is important because those whom you don't love, you're not going to do whatever you can to help them. Hmm? If you don't love, if you don't have genuine love in your heart, you can't help them. Because you're not, your, your focus is not on helping them, your focus is elsewhere. It's important, my brothers and sisters, that we should have love for everybody. Have love for who, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Love those folk that did you wrong. Huh? Yeah, love, 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 love everybody. You don't, you don't have to like them. It's the difference between liking them and loving them. You don't have to like them, but we're commissioned to love them. Why? Because God loved us. Matter of fact, it says somewhere, somewhere I read where it says, it says, no greater love had no man than this, than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. Somewhere else I read where it says, God commended his what? Love toward us while that we were yet sinners. And so we got to show that same type of love to everyone that we come in contact with. But can I tell you, in 2021, it seems like the church is saying love don't live here anymore. I wish I, I, wish I was talking to the right crowd, my brothers and sisters. Yes, we, we've run out of love in the church where we should be focused on love. Yeah, we, 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 we got to be focused on the great commission, but then also the great commandment, love Everybody, I, I, the love that we have for God ought to spill over to the world when we have that same love that God showed toward us or that he shows, plural, that's, that's continually, that he shows perpetually toward us, my brothers and sisters. We got to show that same type of love. And so, lastly, lastly, I'm still good. All right. Uh, we got to be focused on the Great Commission uh, the, to go, an outward focus. We got to be focused on the Great Commandment, which is a love focus. And then lastly, my brothers and sisters, we got to be focused on the Great Collaboration. The Great Collaboration. And, Mama, that's, that's your verse, John 17. Uh, 20, hold on, let me get there, 22 and 23. John 17, 22 and 23. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Oh yeah, my brothers and sisters, that's the great collaboration 
that means that 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 we must have a unity. We must be unified. We must have a unity focus as it pertains to this body of baptized believers. I always say whenever I send a text or I comment on the live feed, it's always how you doing, family. Why? Because we are a family. We are to uh, we are to act as a family. Somewhere I read, I can't remember where it was, somewhere I read that we are many members, but one body. Uh, anybody else read that somewhere? Yes, we, we all have a goal. We all have a part to play as it pertains to this body of baptized believers. We, that's why I said that it's, it's an all-inclusive act, and especially when we're starting a church from the ground up, we need everybody doing something. But not only, I don't want to make it so Mount Horeb focused, because when we're talking about this unity and we're still talking about outside, we must be willing to, to collaborate with any and everyone that is about the same mission that we're on. I can tell you right now, if Mount Tabor called me tomorrow and they want and, and Pastor Walker wanted to get with Mount Hor and do a get together and do a ministry, I'm going. You know why? Because it's it's bigger than Mount Hor. It's bigger than Mount Tabor. It's bigger than Dallas. It's bigger than Houston. It's a worldwide mission. The entire body of baptized believers, I don't care if you're Pentecostal or Kojic or Church of God in Christ or black, white, Asian, Mexican, it doesn't matter. We all must work together for that one goal of saving souls, ushering kingdoms, uh, God's kingdom agenda here on earth. Oh, yeah, it takes, uh, somebody said teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, yeah, it, that's applicable to, 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 to Christianity, my brothers and sisters. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, but I, let me give you a, 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 a good story that will just bring it all, it all together when we're talking about unity. I remember in 2011, Yes, the Mavericks went on a playoff run. They weren't favored to win the championship that year because Miami, if you remember, put together a super team. They had LeBron James in his prime. They had Dwayne Wade in his prime. They had Chris Bosh in his prime. And they were just mowing everybody through the whole season. And everybody gave them the championship because they had a super team. Oh, but they ran into that team from Dallas, and that was a true team. We had one superstar and a whole bunch of other role players, my brothers and sisters, but we were able to take down the mighty Miami Heat. Why? Because of teamwork. And so it applies with our Christianity. My brothers and sisters, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than what we can see. It's, it's a global mission. It's, uh, uh, you do remember that verse we read, uh, Acts 1 and 8. He says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all, Samaria, all Judea, Samaria. And then he said, into the uttermost part of what? The earth. Oh, that takes collaboration. That takes 
uh, 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 teamwork that takes everybody to be on the same mission as it pertains to ushering in the kingdom of God here on earth. And so we must be focused on unification. We must be focused on love. We must be focused on uh, uh, the Great Commission as well. That Those are the foundational principles, the foundational focuses of this family. If you want to come and join Mount Horeb, that's fine. But I need you to, to, to believe in the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, and the Great Collaboration. Why? Because it takes all of us, my brothers and sisters, to make this thing happen. It's always take, taken all of us. It's never been a point where, where Christianity was individually focused. It, it takes a team. It takes all of us to do what God has commissioned us to do. Other than that, we just coming together for service and going home the same way that we came. But we want to major in making disciples. Yes, making disciples for the Lord. My my heart's desire and my prayer is that Israel might be saved. I ain't, and, and, and other than that, everything else is uh, what they used to say in the old days, that's hogwash. Yeah, it's all, it's all about doing whatever we can to save lost souls. And, and the key to that is not to be fake. Yeah, real recognizes real, my brothers and sisters. Go be real. Be yourself. I had to learn, mama, I had to learn this the hard way, that, that, that Chuck was the best person that I could be. You know, I, for so long I tried to be Dr. S.C. Nash Sr., but I had to understand, no, God gave me my own gifts. He gave me my own, uh, my own preaching style or whatever, the own everything. Yes, I do a lot of things like Dr. Nash simply because I've been around him all my life. I've sat under him for so long, but I had to realize that until I came to grips that God called me, he didn't call me because he wanted me to be like Dr. Nash. He didn't call me because he wanted me to be like Terry Anderson or, or, or any other of these uh, uh, high-profile preachers. No, he called me because he wanted to use my personality and use what he has given me to reach the masses. And it took me a long time to get to that point, my brothers and sisters. But thanks be to God. Yeah, thanks be to God that he allowed me to realize that he really wants to use me. Matter of fact, it took me 40 years, mama, to realize why God blessed me with these big old ears. It took me 40 years, and simply he blessed me with these big old ears so that I could listen more than I talked. Oh, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Look at it this way. A wise man once told me, he said, Chuck, you can have an architect, a doctor, a lawyer, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and art, I mean, just all kind of highfalutin people, and they all going to meet on, at the top floor of the highest building to just discuss plans about the future of the world. And while they're in there talking, lo and behold, the janitor walks through and he's doing what 
janitors do. And he said, Chuck, you know who the smartest person going to be coming out that room? And you know me, I'm saying, well, the doctor, you know, they had to go to school for 12 years, uh, the lawyer, you know. And he's like, no, the janitor. Because while everybody else talking, the janitor just listening. Oh, it took me 40 years to figure out, my brothers and sisters, that, that you become a lot smarter when you listen. Yeah, even in your marriages, when you listen. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody up in here. When you, when you, in your marriages, when you listen to understand instead of listening to respond. Amen. And that, that's applicable to life. When you listen to understand instead of listening to respond. Some folk, matter of fact, I tell my son all the time, you want to know what a Negro is thinking? Just watch him, watch him a while. And he's going to tell you, because watching ain't just seeing. Watching is also listening. Yeah, you, you give somebody long enough, they're going to they tell you or show you exactly what you want to know. Amen. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. And so I'm serious, Mount Hawk. We're going to make a, a paradigm, paradigm shift uh, from being inwardly focused to from, being, from, from addition to multiplication. We can't force nobody to come to church. That, that's not our job. See, the problem is we try to take control on things that belong to God. Hello. Yeah, well, matter of fact, when, uh, when I run into issues and with people, uh, I tell the Lord, get your children. <laughs> Them your children, Lord, get your children. Matter of fact, you ain't got to worry about me standing up here fussing and fighting with Mount Horeb. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell the Lord, get your children. <laughs> Amen. Them, them your children, Lord, get your children. Amen. I love y'all. Amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. Amen. There just may be someone, uh, as I look around those of us who are here physically, um, we are all saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But there just may be someone in our live feed that does not know the Lord through the pardoning of your sins. Uh, we want to make sure uh, that you understand that when we give the invitation, it's an invitation to discipleship. Uh, it's where you can come and join this church and you can be discipled in uh, to the faith. Or you may want to come for rededication. Uh, you may want to come for prayer. Or you may want to come uh, for salvation. Uh, that is the invitation that we send out. If you want to be saved, if you want to join this church, if you want to, uh, you want to grow more in your Christian uh, identity, in your Christian life, or maybe you say, look, I backslid and I want to get it right. Now is your opportunity. All you got to do is comment on our live feed and we'll be happy to get back with you. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Amen. 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 We want to remember. Um, we want to remember. 
what it is. Oh, remember the <laughs> the uh, the everyday disciple uh, workshop, November the twentieth. I'm praying that all who can, the all who can and will, to come on in and and share with us. Uh, we're going to be sending out more information this week as it pertains uh, to the volunteering in Plano uh, this coming Saturday. Um, I don't know how we're going to work it out, but we're going to work it out. And uh, we'll, we'll send more information on that uh, as it comes. Amen. Amen. We want to remember, keep our executive pastor in your prayer. Uh, nothing's wrong. He was just a little bit tired today, and so uh, he decided to stay home, which is all good uh, because that's what I want him to do is rest. Uh, you've, you've, you've done uh, what God has called you to do uh, throughout your ministry, and so uh, let, let your son run on now. Amen. Let, let your son run on. I can... I'll take care of it. If there's anything I need, you'll be the first one I call. Amen. So y'all continue to pray uh, for our executive pastor. And uh, let's pray for those who are on, in, uh, on our prayer list. Uh, those of you who are in our cyber sanctuary, uh, we have uh, supplication servants uh, that are here uh, to Lift, lift you and your prayer request up. Uh, so just make those known if you have prayer requests on the live feed. Sister Angela Nash is in the cyber sanctuary. Love you, big sis. We, we, we know you got a whole bunch going on, so that's fine. You're in the cyber sanctuary. Sister Felicia Smith is in the cyber sanctuary. Happy belated birthday to Jayla Smith. Uh, Sister... My cousin, Betty Ashley Boyd, is in the house once again. What's up, cuz? Amen. God bless you. Yes, that's our member in Muskogee, 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 Oklahoma. Amen. Sister Carol Davenport is online. God bless you, madam. Uh, Valerie Ann Jones Francis is also online. Amen. God bless you, my, my sister, for joining uh, the movement on tonight. We're constantly praying for, for those of you who are on our prayer list, and if there is anything that we can do, just uh, let us know, and we'll be happy uh, to do whatever that we can uh, to further the ministry of Christ here on earth. Amen? Amen. Am I forgetting anything? No? No. Um, uh, we're going to have, we're having a fall fest at the end of this month, uh, so please, sir, please, ma'am, if you want to be a part of it, let Sister Branch know uh, so that we can go ahead and start the, um, the legwork on that immediately. Amen? Amen. It's 14 people on in the cyber sanctuary. God bless y'all, and God, may God keep you. It's 7.59. Let's stand so we can leave 4.8. Please, Harry. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard on tonight, God. We ask and pray that you would allow us to be more focused on the great commission, the great commandment, and the great collaboration as we 
aim to do your will here on earth. God, uh, help us to be uh, so ever mindful of your word, your will, your way. Help us to be courageous enough that when we are outside, God, that we're telling other folk about what you have done for us personally in our life with intentions that someone may come running asking, what must I do to be saved? God, we thank you for those who gave to the offering on tonight. Uh, thank you for those who wanted to give but had none to give. And then, God, even thank you for those who had it to give but just kept it in their pocket. Lord, we want to ask and pray that you will continue to bless us individually as well as collectively. Holy Spirit, continue to lead and guide us in the way that will be pleasing to you. And we'll be so ever mindful to give your name all the praise and all the honor. It so rightfully deserves. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.